You got all that right? Creative. Somebody's pulling me close to the ground. I'm panicked. I've been here before. Seems like only yesterday when I got up on that stage in front of that crowd and showed them who was who and what was what. Man, look at these suckers. I ain't no rapper. I'm a hustler. Just so happens I know how to rap. Okay, I'm reloaded. You brought sunshine to my sky when there was rain. You brought beauty to a world that was plain. Like I said, I'm back, and this is the Oakland A. This is for creative influences of the culture, or of culture. And um, I guess I wanted to give you guys an update, with, you know, guys and girls an update, what's going on with the kid, uh, new transitions, the new move, what's going on with creative content, new expectations, and uh, what's up with the fellas. Shout out to Eastside Q, shout out to Mike, a.k.a. M. Dobbs, shout out to A.B. the Engineer, shout out to Ha, shout out to Leopold Jacobs, our sponsor for this podcast. Once again, um, we're not going to stop doing what we do, whether we are doing it together or we're doing it separately. We're still going to push this thing and, um, you know, ruffle some feathers, talk our shit, be informative. Spread some good words, spread some good vibes, spread good music, spread good content. Just just overall, just do what we do. And uh, let me get my notes. Uh, I guess I want to talk about the recent move. I just moved out to uh, Dublin, California. And um, pretty interesting. It's very different out here in California. Definitely different than Atlanta and definitely different than New York, my home state. You know, um, the weather, smell weed everywhere, the people a little snooty, no disrespect, or or people that, some people that I come across. I don't want to get out here and start offending people and uh, lose my motherfucking base. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, what I got is just that it's very different, you know? It's slower. Well, not slow, I guess, you know, being three, three hours behind, it gives you... Um, I don't know, it just, it just seems that you have to be more on it, you know, but with social media, we all are in the time of now, so you can't miss a thing with social media, because it's just in the now, it keeps everybody current, it keeps whatever you're here, there, there, you know what I mean, being three hours behind is still, I'm still on it, I still know what's going on, I still, I'm still in tune with the culture, I'm still in tune with what's going on with my peoples, um, and I love it. You know, I love this transition. It's new, you know. It's um a new journey, a new experience for for betterment and to to further explore the brand and further push the brand and, and network and to live, you know. But like I said, I I moved to um initially I moved to Hayward. And it's like 20 minutes from uh Oakland. Nice area. Um, 
but uh, it, I guess it brought me to this 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 whole topic of uh, of of of, a, of having a roommate or roommates, and I wanted to bring this topic up about, I guess, roommates and shit. You know what I mean? Just to just to understand. So we're definitely going to talk about this roommate idea, or or the ideas of of having a roommate. Um, we're going to talk about a few things that's going on in the culture. Few things that's just going on. How we how we how we do or how I do. Once again, shout out to Eastside Q. Shout out to Mike, aka M Dove. Shout out to AB, the engineer. We all working, you know. But um, like I said, with the recent move, came out to Hayward. You know, came out here. My girl's been out here for a year, going on a year, and uh, upon. You know her 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 journey or her her work experience out here. She came across two other females that were looking for roommates. You know, one girl's from it's crazy. One girl how the world works. One girl's from Staten Island. She's in the military. One girl is a is a, also a nurse, a traveling nurse or whatever. So initially, it was a great thing. It was a great idea for for these three three girls or three females or whatever you want to say to 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 coexist and to share a living space. Dope little condo, you know, three bedroom condo, three baths. You know, it's roomy. Everybody has their space. Um, but I guess things started to change a little bit. You know. I don't, I'm not saying women, I just can't coexist or can't live together with three women, you know what I mean? But it, it's tough for for three grown women, you know? I could see if they was in college or dorming or some shit or in high school or if they were relatives or, or whatever, you know what I mean? It's three different personalities. But like I said, uh, it was just interesting because, you know, it just it just started changing for, I guess, for the worse, you know? And um, one girl got the big room, you know, which is fine, you know, whatever. But she, uh, she's very interesting because she never came out her room. This is what I get got from you know conversation with my lady, and then what I got when I visited there, when I used to visit there upon moving there. You know, she she's um. Just always in her room, you know what I mean? Which is which is fine because you have a bathroom in there. But uh, you have to, like, wash clothes. You have to um, go to the kitchen, which is upstairs, you know. Anyway, with that said, um, my girl, which, you know, she was on her traveling, traveling thing. She, she, she collected all these items, you know. My girl's on it. She don't play no game. She, she bought herself a, a small uh, refrigerator, you know what I mean? at the place she was staying before in order to keep her things separate or just to have her, you know, her, her, you know, her feeling of comfort. So she got her, um, the refrigerator. She let homegirl that was staying downstairs use the refrigerator. So I guess this is why she really didn't fucking come out her room because she had a fucking bathroom, a refrigerator. And, um, you know what I mean? Which is, which is fine. You know what I mean? My girl, my girl spreads love just like, just like I do. So she gave this girl the, um, she gave this girl, let this girl hold the, the, the refrigerator. You know what I mean? It's probably going to be a, 
the, the stories probably wouldn't be scattered around, but just try to follow me. Um, like I said, homegirl, the other homegirl shares the living space, which is upstairs, you know. Nice, nice uh, room, bathroom inside, space. But my girlfriend, I kind of, I guess, got the short end of the stick because she got the smaller room. The, her bathroom was, I guess, considered the, the guest bathroom because it wasn't inside her room. It was outside, right outside her room, which is fine. Um, because it wasn't a, a situ- it wasn't a situation where it was going to be a permanent stay or whatever. It was it was it was it was something to 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 save money. Not like my girl needed to. She could have did it on her own, but it's just something to save money and to 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 help the time go by. You know what I mean. But upon that, you know, it was the interest of me moving out here. So we entertained that. She she expressed this to her roommates, which is which at the time it was it was all love. It was good, you know what I mean. Nobody was stressing, nobody was complaining, and um, like I said, things started to change for the for the worse. <laughs> so um, getting closer to to our move, you know, homegirl that stayed downstairs started expressing discontent with the fact that I was moving out here. And it was, a, it was a time that me and my girl was in New Orleans. We was in Mother's eating, enjoying that fucking great fucking, you know, New Orleans food. And uh, she called my girl with this gripe saying that, yo, I don't think it's cool that your man uh, moves out here. It's inconsiderate, blah, 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 all this shit. She was making up. She was like saying the landlord, it's against, you know, California rules to, to, to go against your, your lease and, and, and add somebody and let somebody move in without the consent of the, the you know, the homeowner because they was renting a, the condo. Um, and that, to be fair, that's fine. I understand somebody having this, these, these, these concerns or these worries about something. You know what I mean? But on the other end, I, I really don't understand because it just seemed convenient for her to, to, to express herself at a time where she needed a way out or she was looking for a way out. So it was perfect timing for her to make these, these complaints or whatever. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, I was close to the, the lease was up and the lease is up, is up, it's, it's up in October. But anyway, it was June thirtieth that we went to New Orleans to 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 enjoy our anniversary, and um, and like I said, we was in mother. She was express, you know, expressing herself, saying all this dumb shit, making all these excuses. So my girl and the other roommate was cool with her, in a sense, leaving out on a lease. You know, they was gonna take the um, you know, the responsibility and pay for these pay for her the difference for her to get out of there but what she wanted she wanted to get out of there and get her um deposit back in which the landlord was like i would rather y'all give her the fifteen hundred dollar deposit and um so i don't have to do it and that that was fine but at the same time my, my girl and them was like nah fuck that she has to um she has to wait if she's trying to fucking make all these changes and do whatever the fuck she wants. Plus, my girl called the landlord 
and expressed herself, expressed all this shit. The landlord was cool. They didn't, she didn't give a fuck. She was like, I don't give a fuck what y'all do. Y'all pay y'all rent on time. And y'all are good people. Y'all are good working professionals. And I don't care if your fucking boyfriend comes in there. You know what I mean? So she deaded that. So the chick was hot. <laughs> Mind you, my girl's from New York. The other girl's from New York. This girl's from fucking South Carolina, North Carolina. No, no, no shade. But anyway, um, like I said, they had their meeting. Everybody's expressing themselves. You know, the girl starts expressing herself and starts getting very irate. You know, she, she really can't, you know, express herself without fucking breaking down. She goes, and this is facts. She goes, erupts to my girl. Fuck it. You have everything. Your boyfriend's out here. You got the cars. You got the career you like. You travel. And um, you have everything. You know what I mean? You want everything. So I guess the gripe wasn't the fact that, you know, I was moving there and it could ruin out the, the leasing options and break the, the leasing, you know, agreement or whatever. It, 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 you know, the shit came out that she was fucking had these insecurity issues. She was jealous and, and all this shit. So like I said, where was I? Where was I? Um. So like she's like I said, she erupted and and basically was you know, it, it just didn't it didn't sound good. It what didn't wasn't cool because she you know everything she she had a gripes about totally came out in this way in this manner, you know where it wasn't about the fact that we were breaking lease agreements or whatever. It was the fact that she was insecure, and she had her her concerns and she was jealous or whatever because that's what that's what came out. So, um, it definitely got deaded because I was there living there, you know, and meanwhile, I visited, I visit, um, this location for the past year. I came out here for maybe four or five times, you know what I mean? For my birthday, for New Year's, um, just random, um, trips. I came out here and, and, I'm, and this is facts. I saw this girl three times in a year. Three times, two times when I was, you know, on visits, and then one time I saw her the day before we were moving out of this Hayward location. So mind you, um, so it's just weird because living with three females is it's tough, you know, and and it just was like, you know, some some may say it's interesting or, or you're a dude living with three females. No, I'm not a single dude living with three females. Um, so. I mean, I never even thought about me ever living with three females. You know what I mean? Whether I'm in a relationship with one or whatever. So, um, to, 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 to add some layers to it, I can see if homegirl had a bad experience with, you know, living with someone that had a dude. Like, you know what I mean? I can see if, you know, she had a bad experience with that. I can see if she was like raped or she was uh you know i mean dude tried to make passes at her or she tried to make a pass at the dude or whatever you know what i mean or you know she, she had issues with um the, the lifestyle one may may live if you know if say say a dude was like a drug dealer or you know whatever you know what i mean or and they, you know it was just a bad environment if i was just a nasty sloppy dude if i was you know i didn't know how to you know prop improper hygiene or if i didn't know how to you know you know, um, contribute to the domestic, you know, that in that capacity, like, I, you know, I didn't know how to clean shit or whatever, or I kept shit dirty or whatever. That's not my style. You know what I mean? I operate off cleansing, cleanliness and, 
in all aspects of my life. I try to keep the shit tight and I and I and I execute that shit well. You know what I mean? I'm not that type of person. You go in my car, it's clean. You know, you go in my crib, clean. The shit I wear, clean. Sneakers, clean. It's not about just trying to be clean or just trying to, but it's just not my style, just being a dirty slob. So I can understand if she had these issues, which she didn't have these issues. You know, the issues that she had obviously came out. So we had to figure out, you know, we, me and my girl was like, you know what? You know, let's entertain us potentially finding our own crib. You know what I mean? Because the idea was still to remain in that crib. When homegirl, when Elise was up, the chick downstairs from California, whatever, I mean, um, South Carolina, North Carolina was going to move out. The other roommate from Staten Island was going to move downstairs. We were going to move into her, her, her um, room. And they were, we were going to keep the, the room that we stayed in as a guest bedroom or office or whatever. You know what I mean? Because it was all, it was all uh, economical, it was affordable, it was a dope-ass location, a dope-ass crib. Uh, two-car garage, you know, it, it wasn't in Oakland, but it was right outside Oakland, so the, the, the cost of living was a little cheaper to, 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 to be living in a, in a spot that, like that, especially breaking down the math of three people breaking down the rent at that spot. So it was, it was, it was, it was um, something to, for, for all of us to, to save money and to stack bread and just to have a nice spot without living in California, I mean, living in San Fran or living in fucking Oakland. With the with those prices out there, so um, we were doing that. But now, homegirl being in the military, her situation changed, and so that definitely gave us all the right and opportunity to definitely seek our own crib. You know what I mean? Because it got kind of weird. You know what I mean? Homegirl upstairs. That's why it's this whole roommate shit is crazy. Because homegirl downstairs was wilding from. North Carolina, South Carolina. And then now homegirl upstairs just not she wasn't start she wasn't wild and she was just, you know, being a little petty, talking about um the 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 what's it, the electricity bill was an increase, definitely since i I was there. You know what I mean? I mean it's only right. It's, if if it's three people living in in a in a place and now a fourth person is living in a place I think the 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 electricity is gonna go up. Just, just, just simple. It's not even just a big deal. You know what I mean? And we basically um, express that we'll you know we'll cover these costs of of everything with my with the addition of me being there. You know what I mean? If 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 if, if, if it was a a change in you know the 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 rate of whatever. So. She started complaining about that. Yo, can you turn off the air? It's too cold in here. Blah, blah, blah. Um, what else she was, what else she fucking, something else that was weird that I was like, oh, we definitely got to get our own crib. It was something very small and minute that I was like, oh, this girl's being petty. You know what I mean? Or she's, I don't know. You know what I mean? So, and definitely her, her, her schedule changed where she became a sergeant. So she had to be close to the base out here in California. So she, she couldn't maintain or she couldn't stay in that crib after the lease was out. So we definitely had to find a new place. And it was very interesting because um, prior to, you know, the plans were set in stone. 
You know, everybody was like, oh, shit, we all on board. Let's rock it. Let's get this bread. Let's stack. Let's save. And let's just chill. You know what I mean? But um, it was very interesting how shit just changed. And I thought it was funny, too, because when we moved out, we definitely moved out on um, this the 8th, September 8th. And um, got the U-Haul, moved all the shit out. And now we're in our, in our new spot that's fucking wonderful. It's what, what we're used to, you know, and we're enjoying ourselves. So um, every, I guess every transition, you know, some, some transitions come easy, some transitions, you know, a little difficult or whatever, experience a little whatever. But it's just very interesting, this weird roommate story, you know, and I wanted to share that. And I'm sorry if it's all fucking scattered around and shit. But it definitely was a, a, a wonderful experience, I guess, even though it, it was pretty, uh, you know, shitty. And here's a funny thing. Homegirl was, and I'm not trying to be fucking catty or, it's just funny. Homegirl was fucking with um, the other roommates, one of, her friend, one of her friends, homies. So he's busting it down. He says the bitch had foul hygiene. You know what I mean? You know, the box smelled horrible. And I'm just like, what is that horrible smell? Smell like Budusa, booty, dick, and pussy. It's a, it, you know, you see, so you know, you try not to judge people off of shit, but everything is interconnected sometimes with shit. Like if you if you have a shitty ass attitude, it's probably you're probably gonna have a shitty ass experience dating. You're probably gonna have a shitty ass experience in your in your fucking living room space, and you're just gonna just. You know, it's just, it's all reflective to me. Like, you know what I mean? Good people are good people. And um, just, just for her, and I don't know if she will ever hear this. I doubt it. But just, just try to shape up. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing, too. This, 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 this is something that I missed, left out. And, it, and it's very vital. Homegirl, right? My girl works for a great company out here in California, Oakland, California, right? She, my girl even got her a gig at the place that she works at, right? One, out of necessity, because she's a traveling nurse. And two, because my girl's trying to spread, always tries to spread love and always try to put people on. If she's in a position of um, opportunity, she's going to try to spread the love. It's just rightfully so. It's definitely being black people. Or being people of you know minorities, we gotta we gotta look out for each other. You know what I mean? Because um, it's certain areas in life that we can't get in, we can't penetrate without somebody being in there, opening the doors for other people. You know what I mean? So this is interesting because in this whole time, my girl's in charge of scheduling and shit. She has a nice you know nice title and shit, and she's in charge of scheduling. So it's and it's all based out of necessity, you know what I mean? And it, and it, and it, and me saying this, it can look shady on my girl's behalf, but listen. So staffing at um the place, they definitely take traveling nurses, right? But that's an outside source, right? So the, primarily, you're gonna um staff within within the company. And then if need be, you'll go to the outside source with traveling nurses and bring them in if they need, if need be, based on scheduling, based on this. So she didn't get scheduled for these shifts. 
in which she wasn't it wasn't even in her availability when she really listened or look you know take a take a look at your availability you know and then say damn she didn't schedule me or whatever excuse me so homegirl texas my girl's boss saying Natara and I are having problems at home, you know, and it's reflecting in our job now. And this is this is the shit that got my girl turned. She broke the broke the code. You know what I mean? How are you gonna text definitely on a Sunday? You know what I mean? Text the boss, my girl's boss. My boss, my girl got a great title too. She's up there. So she has a great rapport with her boss. You know what I mean? But if she didn't have this rapport with her boss, right? And she Yeah, it just it's just shady that somebody would take outside, you know, whatever issues and bring them to a workplace. You know what I mean? That's when my girl got turned. My girl was like, yo, didn't even wow out. My girl handled it respectful, respectfully. But homegirl knew she was wrong because she definitely texted my girl saying, oh, you know, long ass message, you know, apologizing, crying, you know, saying she's 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 so hurt. I can't believe she did that. I can't believe that I, 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 I you know, I broke down and I and I and I went to the to the job with this shit. She was totally wrong out of pocket. And the thing that it is, is that she, it didn't jeopardize my girl's work, but it it, it had every right to you know what I mean? If 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 it if it was gonna go to that to that extent, so you know it's just a weird situation. Like homegirl is just totally out of pocket, and um, and hopefully she gets it together. You know, if you have weird roommate stories, just share them with me. You know, you can hit me up through social media. You know, you can hit me up on Facebook, IG, email. You can text me. You know, and I'll definitely give you a platform to express yourself or I can share your stories with my platform. And to, I guess to move on with that. And the last time I had a roommate, you know, I'm 35 years old. The last time I had a roommate was when I, when I was in college. It was my brother, my cousin, and, my, and Mike Dobbs. <laughs> M. Dobbs, that was, you know, we were all roommates. So it, it was definitely, we, we had our issues, you know what I mean? Because um, we, you know, Three different personalities or four different personalities. And definitely had issues because Hameen ended up moving out. was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. This is a frat house. I think it's be having chicks in here all times of the day. Wilding out. You know what I mean? Always, you know, libations and shit. Enjoying himself. It was like a, it was like a house party every night. And I understand why he moved because he was in a relationship. And he just was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Only people that really enjoyed that shit was me and Mike. Because <laughs> we were just having a blast. But that's the last time I had a fucking college, uh, a roommate. You know what I mean? I my thing is this: like, you know, you can post what you post on social media, which is fine. But when you get in the comment section of shit of posting, that's when you get the answers. That's when you get true perspective. So um, with that said, I'm gonna reach out to a few people, and we're gonna take a break. It's hot seat high, the Oakland A, and hopefully that roommate story wasn't too scattered hopefully you can follow me hopefully you can um 
guess feel my pain. Like I said, it's hot sea hot. We'll be right back. You want this seat? I hope you never get it. I hope you're on the Supreme Court. That's exactly where you should be. Check, check, check. It's hot sea hot. We're back. It's the Oakland A. It's for creatives and influences of culture or the culture. And um, like I said, this is sponsored by Leopold Jacobs 1983, a lifestyle brand for your upperly mobile business professional. Hit the website, leopoldjacobs1983.com. We do have our new socks, you know, Sock Fetish 1, Sock Fetish 2. Shout out to Ha, um, creative director, you know, got some new ideas coming. Got the hoodies up there. The weather's about to change. And um, shop Leopold, you know. But like I said, uh, we're going to discuss some topics with my good buddy. I'm about to call him up. You know, he was on a podcast, you know, actually two times. Um, so check that out on um, SoundCloud or the iTunes platform. You know, he goes by the name of Quas. And um, very insightful, great perspectives on shit. And he helps me a lot with, uh, you know, just just picking his brain about shit. You know what I mean? Help with a lot of topics from, you know, the past episodes that we did. And he's just a dope person. It's crazy because uh, I guess I didn't before we got I got into the room the crazy roommate story. I didn't discuss the the whole ordeal with um, creative content. Like I said, we I guess not. We're not going our separate ways, but we're gonna we're gonna more so make this whole thing a network or and then we're gonna have um and not just it's not gonna be you know necessarily under the creative content umbrella but it's gonna be under an umbrella you know what i mean hopefully rihanna's holding that motherfucker and um but it's gonna be under you know one umbrella and we're gonna um basically have different shows you know Eastside q and mike akm Dobbs are working on it their show we had a I guess a conference call on Sunday. We're going to start having these conference calls. And I wanted to record it, but I didn't want to record the first one because I didn't know how it was going to get. You know, being because of, you know, the way the way it's, you know, I guess, you know, I'm I'm the blame because I definitely made this move and the fellas didn't think it was cool the way I didn't inform them on my movements and i definitely did but i didn't tell them like oh i'm moving on this date i definitely told them yo i'm moving to california but i didn't say yo i'm moving on to california on the date i did so it was kind of you know it wasn't really too transparent and you know Eastside q is very expressive and um he let me have it and uh shout out to him because you know, if we can't talk to each other the way we talk to each other and express ourselves, then I don't really want to talk to nobody that I can't do that to or can't, don't, you know, necessarily feel that they can't let me have it or I can't express myself the way that and pause on let me have it. Alan, mm. feel me? Fearless. I only had to yeah. fight one nigga, got that nigga up out of there, thank like God. Yeah, I had to fight yeah. some nigga in the bathroom, no homo, we because slipping on semen. <laughs> we got that nigga out of there, all that shit. You know, this is parts of the story that I don't like to tell because we don't. Not only that, what I got to prove by telling niggas I've been on on the island, I was in jail, or that, that don't mean nothing to me. That's not what it's about. It's about staying out of there, and that's why. I... You know, he he definitely you know expressed himself, and um, with that said, um, so I de- I definitely didn't want to record that one. 
because I didn't know what I was going to get. But, you know, nobody wowed out. Nobody said anything offensive. <laughs> nobody cursed nobody out. Um, we just basically came with the idea that, we, you know, we the creative content was amazing. Uh, we had a great run. Shout out to everybody that was involved from our inception. Shout out to everybody that helped along the way. Um, shout out to all the wonderful guests we had on that shit. You know, we really, you know, looking back, we really did our thing. And we're not going to stop. We're just going to, um, you know, work these channels. And like I said, they're working on their show. And that should be up running soon. AB got his few shows he's working on. And he's still excited and, you know, involved in what we have going on. And, you know, like I said, shout out to everybody that really fucking participated in the whole creative content experience. Because that shit was amazing. So I'm going to continue on doing that. And this new show that I have that's coming soon is a fucking dope, 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 dope idea. And it should really, really entertain you guys. And at the same time, be informative. Because it's all about being informative and spreading, you know, great content, creative content. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's, that's the whole deal with the... With, with creative content, you know, and this little transition without really, really um, giving our listeners any type of understanding of what was going on. It only came if you, you know, if you, if you, if I spoke to you on the phone or, you know, in passing, you know, those guys are out and about in the streets of Atlanta. So they definitely was uh, spreading and expressing themselves with people because people were asking, what's up? What's good? What's good? What happened? What's going on? Where's the next episode? Rightfully so. And we love it because we love our listeners. We love, um, you know, talking to shit. And like I said, it's not the ending of the whole thing. You know, these are still my brothers. These are still my niggas or whatever you want to say. You know, you know, like I want to I want to involve these guys with the, the, the new show I have out here because they heard our show months ago and was so excited they wanted you know they wanted to be a part of it they wanted to they they opened their their doors for us to to discuss you know to to do our thing and to cut that short this is this is cost right now so hold tight peace god peace peace my bad i was gonna allow my lawyer and shit no, no. Nah. See what I mean? I told, I told, I told the listeners that this, you know, Quas is that nigga, and um, and look, and 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 look with that, he's on his phone with his lawyer. The nigga, somebody try to, um, somebody try to sue you. <laughs> yeah, some some bullshit. You know, oh, really? It's, 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 all, it's all rectified, though. Everything squared away. It's easy. You know what I mean? Oh, all right. it's all about money, man. You just gotta pay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You pay for a lawyer, you'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Retainers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout yeah. out to... Nah, but, um, like, I, you know, like, you know, we've been on a hiatus in a, in a sense with creative content, but, you know, I got this new show, The Oakland A. Um, so, you know, a little cross between the Oakland being out here or, or Oakland being the base and then... Atlanta. Play on words with yeah, the, yeah. With, with the, the A. Oakland A's is yeah. the team out there. Yeah. Get it? You get Slide it? Slide creative. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I got this thing, and um, it's for it's, it's still in the same context with you know for for creatives and influences of culture, you know, introducing dope personalities and perspectives and shit. And like for I that. yeah, and like I said, um, you were on the show two times already, and I told the listeners that you know to check back 
to touch base and get more of a understanding of who you are as a person. You know what I mean? Right. And I and, and and briefly before I called you, you know, I, I gave a little introduction of how you provide great perspective for me. You always help me with, you know, just content or just ideas and, and ideologies and you have a unique way of uh presenting shit. So True. With, so with that said, let's talk about the fucking giants, bro. Oh man. Oh, man. All right, where you want to start? I mean, we both were sitting there enjoying the fucking Sunday game, or we intended on enjoying the fucking game, and it just wow. was horrible. What do you, so what do you feel on the whole, the, the, this season so far? Um, it's, you know, it's a dub, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> You feel me? Like, I mean, I get it. It's two, two, uh, two games in. They only play one divisional game. You know what I'm saying? Real quick, in my opinion, not not just my opinion. It's you know, it's it's, it's knowledge. If you know the sport, yeah. the division is what matters. Mm-hmm. You understand? So they're already down in the division. You yes. know what I mean? Because they lost to the Cowboys. So that's that's the worst part of the whole situation. And they were supposed to win that game. They were favored to win. Yeah. They should have won. They yeah. should have won. You know what I mean? They they on paper they have a better team. All right. On paper, you know what I mean? They have a better team. But in this sport, in the sport of football, it um, it, all, it boils down to your quarterback. Yeah. And I'm an Eli Manning fan. I, 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 I you know what I'm saying? I, got, I have a, an affection for him and appreciation. He got two rings here. You know what I'm saying? So he can't, you know what I mean? He can't, you know, just gloss over that or dispel that factor. But then again, you got to look at it like if you took those two rings out of there, which I know is a big thing. Who is he? Like he's he he's a dub. You yeah. know what I mean? Other than those two those two, you know, rings and so 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 my biggest thing is I believe that Eli's the problem. Now granted, the offensive line is terrible. Yeah. T- terrible. And it doesn't matter if you have, you know, whoever back there, you know Willie what I'm saying? Like you out there Willie Beeman's not, it's not, it's not, it's not working for him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Al Bundy's not working yeah. for him. You know what I mean? Like, it don't matter who, who you got back there, it's not going to work This nigga said Al Bundy. Niggas don't even know, you know about saying? that. They don't know, son. Yeah. My man was out there playing for Polk High School. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it's a combination of things. It's the, it's the line. It's Eli. Not not necessarily, you know, knocking him on his talent. You also got to look at it. This nigga's old. He's yeah. like thirty seven. That's pretty old for, you know, a starting quarterback, man. A starting quarterback. Now everyone's gonna look at it and say Tom Brady's forty one, and this guy is thirty nine, or whatever the case may be. Drew Brees is thirty nine, and whatever, whatever. And that's all true. But those are different. Eli those, was yeah. never, he, he, Eli was never the most talented. Nah. You see what I'm saying? So when you when you when you have someone that's he was never mobile. You know what I mean, he wasn't Mike Vick, or well, no one was Mike Vick, but he didn't have the mobility of a, of a, of a scrambling quarterback, a Aaron Rodgers, a Michael Vick, or Russell Wilson, someone like that that can maneuver out of the pocket. He doesn't have the shiftiness like Tom Brady, who's not fast, who's really not athletic, but he's quick in the pocket. Can he can it. make people miss. He can help his blockers by. By his movement, you know what I'm saying? Eli doesn't have that. So if you don't have that and you have a terrible offensive line, you're stuck. So 
They got he has he has the best weapons that he's had ever in his career. He got Odell, who's you know one top three in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Top five in everyone's opinion. Anyone who has him outside of the top five, they'll know what they're talking about. Yeah. Saquon Barkley is officials the best running back that he led that the Giants have had. Right. Period. Sterling Shepard is a great number two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Evan Ingram, their tight end. He's phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? He reminds me of, of Aaron Hernandez, the football player, not the serial killer. Yeah. Who, before he, you know, Aaron went to jail and killed himself and all of that, he was trending to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And Evan Ingram has that skill set. So the point that I'm making is Eli has all of these weapons and he can't even get the balls to them. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So they regressed from last year. So, you know, like I said, it's early, but just from the eye test, I don't see them getting much better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or improving. They're not going to the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's not going to happen. You you got some, I mean, not flack. You always, you always get people that's, you know, going to have contrasting views from yours. Definitely on your fucking social media platform. Talk right. about that. Like recently when you just posted about the Giants you've done and niggas was like, what? Yeah, well, I mean, I think a lot of people are just, uh, you know, people are just natural contrarians. Not even to, you know, be negative or try to, you know, like it's something personal against me. There's people that just, just in their nature to naturally go against the fray. Yeah. If you like red, they like blue. If you like chicken, they like beef. Like, it's just, no, it doesn't, it's just that way. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? And then a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, they get lost in fandom or they get lost in whatever the case may be. Me, I'm a, I'm just, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm an objective supporter about things. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's my team, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm quick to say my team is a dub. You know yeah. what I mean? If it's, but it doesn't mean I'm not like, like I'm not going to support them. I'm just not putting my energy into them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, not going to turn on the TV with the answers like, yo, we gonna, this is our week. No, it's not. We're probably yeah. going to lose. <laughs> we probably, we probably gonna lose my, Sunday. My nigga, I had, like, I had the whole uniform on on Sunday, bro. I was tight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, here's a, yeah, and mind you, here's the thing: like, this is why you're a realist, right? Because you're, right. you're, we're still Nick fans, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was in a ten year relationship. I love that girl with all my heart. Yeah, <laughs> Bun, bungeed on that ass. I've been down with the Knicks for for thirty years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of, of disappointment and letdown. Facts. You know what I mean? This bitch, ain't, this bitch ain't do nothing to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but. Yeah, man, you gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ride, you know what I'm saying? You ride with your home team. You know what I'm all saying? All right, all right. I guess, I guess, you know, shout out to shout out to that breakdown real quick. And um, I we have this thing right, right. And it's we gonna it's two part question, right? Like, uh-huh. what what what's cap to you? And who's capping? You don't gotta say names, but. Like, what's your whole idea of this whole shit with capping or whatever? Because niggas is just straight, totally just wilding. I mean, you know, capping to me is, you know, it's it's just basically, you know, it's just basically fronting. Niggas yeah. fronting, lying, whatever the case may be. And the type of shit to me, when I look at niggas this 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 capping, is like anyone, male, female, anyone who portrays themselves to be something that they themselves know that they're not. And to me, social media has created monsters. And to the point where social media has created so many monsters that people are okay with being blatant frauds 
in front of niggas that know them because them niggas is frauds too. So they just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody just out here capping. Not every, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, throwing this as a blanket statement. This is, the cappers know who they are. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I can't be out here with a fucking, you know, a fucking G-Wagon and post up in front of a mansion and talking about, you know what I mean? I work so hard, you know what I mean? I can't, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I came from the bottom. Came from the bottom, you know what I mean? Look at me. I'm saying you too could do this if you got a little bit of ingenuity. You know what I mean? Like a little little crazy. But then it's just like I put this on social media because there's a bunch of people who don't know me personally and look at me like, oh, this 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 nigga's on. But then there's niggas like you that'd be like, that nigga don't live there. I was just at his house. I was at his apartment yesterday. You know what I mean? He ain't got no no G wagon. has a maxima yeah. you know what I mean like you know what I mean but people have got so comfortable with their cap because they surrounded themselves by people just doing the same thing yeah. 300, 400, 500, 600,000 no play, no games this is what you call the big dog this AP right here is valued over a million dollars I had to get this from a dude who had to go to auction for this in Beijing because I really wanted this a baguette AP from AP. So like a lot of people can't say they got this watch right here. This ring right here, $500,000. This one ring. This stone right here is 15 carats just by itself, not including the stones around it. I don't want to keep playing games. I see like rappers that have seven, eight rings on. Just get one fucking ring. You feel what I'm saying? So it's, you know, it's bogus, but whatever. So you know what, what I mean? Like, so what about the idea of like fake it till you make it? How do you feel about that then? I'm saying, I mean... Is that, that different? Is, um, to an extent, and, depend, and it depends on what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Like, say, for instance, like this. Like, all right. Um, all right, so boom. I work in finance, work in banking, things of that nature. So if you take bankers or you take a, a real estate agent or, you know what I'm saying, car salesman, anything like that, yeah. you know, you have to play the part. Yeah. If you're a real estate agent and you're selling, you're trying to get someone to buy a condo from you or buy a house as a senator, you have to go spend some good money on a suit and make sure that it's tailored. You got to get some good shoes. You got to... You know, make sure you're groomed. You got to look like a million bucks, even though you don't have it, if you want someone to give you a million bucks. Makes sense. You feel what I'm saying? So that is a kind of fake it till you make it kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Because then there's other people that are, you know, let's stick to realty. Like, if you're a real estate agent and you're an established real estate agent and people know who you are and, like, you have a status of getting you know, high-end deals, you, you you tap out, you max out all of your comparables, you get more, you know, more money per square foot than anyone, you set records, you don't have to front. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because everyone knows who you are, but if you're not that person and you want to be that person in that type of field, you have to be that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, to me, that is a fake until you make it, but that's a fake until, make, you, until you make it with a purpose. Yeah, it makes sense. You can't yeah. be out here faking it till you make it with no end game. The end game is to look like you have a game plan. Yeah. All right. So I respect that. That's my perspective on it. You know what I mean? Like, I do it all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, I, I gotta, you know what I'm saying? I gotta 
make sure that my shoes is right. I got to make sure that my suit is right. I got to make sure that everything is right because if I want people to invest with me, they have to, they, money, money begets money. They yeah. got to, y'all can't be out there looking shabby and broke. They're going to be like, so how are you supposed to help me? You know what I mean? Like, like for instance, like with my gig, so in my field in general, you know what I mean? They do credit checks. They do, you know, see what your debt to income ratio is. They do all of that shit because they look at it like if you can't manage your own money, you, you can't manage other people's money yeah. and you're going to be a liability to us. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Makes so sense. all of that shit, you know what I mean, is comes together. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think that with you personally, if you weren't in finance, it's not like you... you when you when you take off your uniform, not saying you have a uniform, but you know your suits and all that fly shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna get, you're gonna put on some cheap ass sweatsuits or some whack ass shit. You know what I mean? Like outside of your outside of your field, you know you still manage to uh, uphold that same standard and shit like that. So that's dope. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I'm not gonna say that about myself, but you know what I mean. Even though I concur with what you're saying, but what I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. saying is. <laughs> 90% of the clients don't know that. Yeah, exactly. You're right. They don't know yeah, who I am yeah, outside. So yeah. my first impression or the impression yeah. that I have to make on them has to has to sell them. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, like I was telling you before, we had a conversation. When I first started 12 years ago, I started out as a stockbroker. Yeah. Because I see, you know, you see it on TV. You see Boiler Wall Street. Room. You see Boiler Room. That you figure, yo, this is this is what finance is. This, this, this is how you do it. But I'm not a salesman. Yeah. You feel me? I can't pick up a phone and just start calling people and try to convince you to do something. I can't do that. Yeah. So that's why I got out of that. I got out of that. But if you sit in the room with me yeah. or we're face to face, it's over for right. you. I know I got you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And part of all of that is image. If you go yeah. back to that, if you go back, if you ever seen Boiler Room or the people that are listening to this, if they seen it or they, they could go back to it, there's a scene when all of like the new brokers meet Ben Affleck, uh-huh. who's like the boss. And the first thing he said to everybody was like, yo, get some new clothes. Yeah, I look you know terrible. I mean? like, yeah, yeah, you look like dog shit. You know yeah, what I mean? That, mo- that movie's that, dope. You know what I'm saying? That, it is. Yeah. But, because, but the real shit is, that's probably the most realistic uh, depiction of what it is yeah. to be a broker. I can respect that. You know that. what I'm saying? Now, the Wall Street shit, the Gordon Gecko shit, that's, that's no, it's not, that's not it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got a bunch of niggas sitting in a room just on the phone talking to you with no money in their pocket because you're not getting a salary and you don't got bread and you fucked up in the game and you hoping that you hit a home run. You got to have the you new, know what I'm saying? You got to have that new voice. That <laughs> got to have that new voice. You got to have the suave. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to exactly. have thick skin because niggas is cursing you out. They're hanging up on you. They dubbing you. Yeah. All of that shit. That's mm. why I had to get out of it. I, don't, I, I didn't have that in me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can make a lot of money, but I didn't have it in me to do that. All right. Long term. But um, I right, shout out to that. Shout out to that. And, and I guess I got like two more joints for you. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about uh, Mac. You know, Mac Miller. R.I.P. to yeah, Mac. Yeah. And um, wow. great person. I like, and, and it's sad because when when the when these these talents pass, everybody gets engulfed in their music, right? And and right. and I wouldn't say I was late to the party, right? But I definitely yeah. didn't come to the party on time. You understand? Right, right. So you was at the party, you know, you was there from, you know, from yeah, inception. Early. So share yeah. your, share your um, views on the whole shit situation. Um, I, you know, I was a fan. Yo, the, 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 the kid was nice. Yeah. Like, just plain and simple. You know what I mean? The kid, the kid was nice. You know what I'm saying? And 
I just think that, uh, you know, everyone always says it all. Like, you hear it a lot. They say, like, you know, like us, you know what I mean? We're we're, we're in our early, mid-30s like that. So we grew up in the drug dealer era. You know what I mean? We was drug dealer music. And these kids now, they're in the drug user music. And that was probably my only knock that I had about him and it's not even a knock because like i said it's, it's a culture thing there's two men oh they're all doing it they're all talking yeah. about their lean and their this and their that or whatever the case may be i just think that um i don't even know because you know what i mean like i really don't even know what to say because i'm i'm not i'm not an addict i don't i'm not around <laughs> addicts like yeah, that. not the last but you know what I'm saying? i really don't know what it takes, like, I hear people say, you know, addiction is a, is a sickness, is a disease, whatever the case may be, and no disrespect, but I don't buy that, you know yeah. what I mean? Cancer is a sickness, is a disease, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Like, you smoke cigarettes, you got a higher risk of getting cancer. You don't smoke cigarettes, you can still get cancer. Yeah. That's a sickness, that's a, that, that's a disease. Addiction is something that you chose. No one yeah. cho- chooses cancer. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I want this pancreatic cancer. No yeah. one chooses that. It chooses you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I don't like. But like I said, I don't. I don't want to talk out of out of school. Maybe there. Maybe there is science behind it that cho- that shows that people are genetically predisposed to becoming addicts or whatever the case may be. I just feel that it's sad because that's such a talent that's lost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't. You know what I'm saying he, I don't know him personally. You know what I mean? But just watching interviews and I used to watch a show when he was on HBO MTV a couple of years back and hearing the type of people in the industry talk about him and the things that they say about him that he was such a good person yeah. you know what I'm saying and I and like you know what I mean I said that I don't know addicts I do know people that you know you know got you know what I mean is out here fucked up but some of them is some of them that I know like they're good people yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna Underneath put no one's that. name out there. Yeah. You 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 know what I mean? Yeah, we know, know some of the same yeah. people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and it's like, you know, they're good people and they just got started out on that shit and can't get off of it. So mm-hmm. to me, I just think it's sad and I think that I hope that it shows the young people and show his fans that this shit is no joke and it could kill you. Maybe y'all motherfuckers need to slow down and y'all need to stop. They need to stop. But but I don't think that that's what it's going to be because nah. he's not the first person. You know what I mean? This shit, this shit's been going on forever. Forever, yeah. Look at you know what I'm saying. The tw- look at the, the, the fucking Twenty Seven Club. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Hendrix and Joplin, and yeah. you know what I mean. This shit been going on, yeah. and, if, and, if, and if it didn't stop, and you know, it ain't gonna stop. I think the labels need to do more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they're profiting from it. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like I seen another thing. I don't, I don't know how true this is, but it was a. People are claiming that future is not real, and he's not real with his music. Is he's not really a fiend? He's not really a drug addict. He's, he's not really not. on these drugs. I don't. I don't agree. I think it's 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 there. It's just like you go to a bar and you have a drink. You know what yeah, I mean? But not, you're not like the way he makes. Yeah, it seem. you're not gonna have you're not gonna have thirty drinks and shots and beers and no. But that's no. what I'm saying. A nigga like him, that's a dub to me. That yeah, because you you're making. You're making this music that's catering to people that are really struggling. Yeah, Nori got in. You know what I'm Nori really got in. He was the first to really, really, really at that platform to say something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and I and I definitely was fucked with Nori for that because it. You know, a lot of people don't really like to speak up about shit. You know. 
Yeah, because they don't. You know, no one wants to look like they like they hating or they're talking or they're talking about people that's in their industry, that's yeah. in their field, that's doing the same thing. But you know what I mean? Real is real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like if, if Future isn't a drug addict. Then what the fuck are you pretending to be a drug? That's not yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's not cool. Totally not cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know, niggas pretend to be drug dealers in their rap, but they're not pretending to be a drug dealer. As in, I'm slinging this poison to people. They're pretending to be get money niggas. Yeah. You see what well, I'm saying? It's so, different. And it's different. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So that's different. There but you're so pretending to be a fool. What the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? Like. Shout what the fuck? Shout out to that. But um, one your favorite Mac record or one you would throw out? Uh, my favorite Mac record is uh Objects in the Mirror. All right, that's dope. That's the that's the uh what the album? Join on uh when he got we standing in front of the chair. He's in, sitting in the chair or some shit. Uh, the one with the red back. The red background. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, that's probably that's probably. My favorite, my favorite Mac Jones. I, I just had to go that one, probably. Yeah, I go with that one. And before we move on, but he was really getting in his bag too. Like, like he yeah, was like, definitely dope. Like, but he, yeah, like he was sick. Like the thing is, you look at it like this is like you know, he's one of them young, you know, you know Pittsburgh. No one really thinks about Pittsburgh as a hotbed for rap or nah. anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Khalifa and yeah, but you know. That's it. Whatever. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he he fucking he was he was mad diverse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like he had joints with he had joints with Killer Cam. Yeah, exactly. You, I, feel I, me? you, like, you, you, you put me onto like that him, joint. I ain't know that. Yeah, you know what I mean? He he he, he fucking had heavy influence on Schoolboy Q. And Schoolboy, them niggas is nice. You Even know Vince, like, Vince Staples. So he fuck with yeah, he fucks with Vince. He fucks with, you know what I mean, Ab Soul. He fuck with you know what I mean? Killer Cam, French Montana and Chinks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've seen that video where it's crazy. French had posted it when he died. Like, yo, it's crazy. Like, I'm the only one that's still alive. It was him. Yeah. It was French, Chinks, and Mac. That and, shit was and, scary. And, and French was trying to tell him, yo, chill with that lean. Like, yeah. Yo, chill. And he was joking I mean? it off. Like, yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, nah, I can handle it. And you can see, but see, now, if you look at, the, if you look at that video, what I took from that video, you can see the young, naive person that he is. Yeah. I mean, that he was at that time. Yeah. He passed, he was only 26 years old. That video had to be like three, four years old. Chinks was in it. That nigga been dead like three years. Three years like that, you yeah. feel me? So, Matt could have been 22, 23 years old. Think about you when you were 22, 23 or me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas really, I wasn't listening. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you look at it He's in a he's in the position that he's in. Yeah, you know financially, I mean? he can't money. Yeah, he can make his own decisions. He's, he's an artist. You know what I mean? I can make my own decisions. I've been doing this. I'm all right. Yeah, he's not dependent on anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, Sad. Shout, shout out to that. Even I mean, not, I guess before even Hove, you remember Hove went when when he was tweeting and he went yeah, on everybody. Shout out. He like, shouted yeah, like out Max, him. He was like Max yeah, Nice. Max Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I guess the segue with that. Um, this or that, uh, blueprint or stillmatic? Um, shit. Yeah, you know, I gotta, I gotta go blueprint on that one. But you're Even a Nas fan, you know. Yeah, yeah Nas is, you know, what I mean, nasty. Nas, that's the ball's the goat in my eyes. But one the reasoning, yeah. Why? One now, reason. Um, it's just, 
it's just better. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, you can't, you know, like I said, I'm objective about it. You know what I mean? If you top to bottom, it's, it's a, to, for me, it just gave me a better vibe. I always said this, like, I think I'm a Nas fan, so Nas is my favorite. He's yeah. the best. In my, now, you can't even say Nas is my favorite. Nas is the best. Kanye West is my favorite. Yeah. You know what I mean? My personal favorite. But Nas has been, like, I've, Nas has been my guy since, you know, forever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The thing that separates Jay-Z from Nas, that makes Jay-Z greater, is that Jay-Z has way more range. Yeah. Jay-Z could do anything. Nas can't do a dirt off your shoulders. Girls keep... Now, Nas can't do a song cry or girls, girls, girls. To me, he, yeah. like, it just... Nas's personality, Nas's voice, Nas's delivery, Nas's vibe is not that. Yeah. Jay is... Jay could do anything. So, to me, the blueprint, it, it, had, it, had, it had range. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you could play it and it just goes. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm saying? And where... You know, Stillmatic is fire. It's probably it's definitely in his it's definitely Nas' top three album. Yeah. To me. But yeah, um, I would I would say that. It's, yeah, it's definitely a top three album from Nas. It's still it's still kinda monotone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I definitely think that um Blueprint was way more cohesive with the soulful samples. So it, it kept yeah. it it kept it in one vibe where yeah. Stillmatic was it was it was dope. And it was cohesive, but it was just, it wasn't just, it, it yeah. was kind of dull. Yeah, dull, yeah. So. You know what I mean? Nas is, it doesn't dull, the dullness of it does not taken away from the quality of Nas's rhymes and Nas's bars. That's not the, that's never the issue. You know what I'm saying? To me. Right. It's just more sense of the music, the, the song selection, the song placement sometimes. You know what I mean? It just was like, you know, whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I can skip this song. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Where Blueprint is less songs that I'm going to skip. That's, yeah. that's basically, that, that, that's the real gist of it. There's right. less songs I'll skip on Blueprint. Right. Shout out to that. Shout out to that. Appreciate, appreciate your, 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 your insight on these few topics. And I guess like, in trend, and um, segueing again, we're going to, I'm going to, we're going to reroute the conversation when, um, Kanye drops, uh, Yandy, whatever, Yandy, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 Yandy, Yandy, yeah, yeah, and because basically we, we we share the same, um, almost the same experience. I mean, perspectives on Kanye, and when he drops that, would def- I would definitely um reach out to you and um get your understanding on that and a few more other topics and ideas when when it when it, when, it, when the time presents. And that's like an yeah, another. That's enough, that, that's, yeah. But you know, that's the same thing. Like we were saying before, I, you know, I think people, people are uh, very reactionary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Spur the moment type shit. And, you know, Kanye was definitely out here wilding. You know what I mean? It's like, is that is that his true? Was this all part of the plan? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or is this his true? Was this, you know, his, his true, you know, views and opinions i can't see that i can't see him being from the you know through the wire kanye to the deaf poetry jam kanye to the all falls down kanye to the george bush don't like black people kanye to all of a sudden donald trump is my nigga slavery was a choice yeah. you know what i mean make america great i can't i can't buy that so now all of a sudden i'm a chill little nigga to all the um <laughs> Um, you know, to all of the uh, fucking 
uh, I'm moving back to Chicago and I'm never leaving again. And I'm like, like, I can't see, like, was all of this shit calculated marketing? Was this all a plan? Like, what was it? You see what I'm saying? So... We're we'll gonna, see. You know gonna, what I mean? Yeah, we're going to talk about that because I got some interesting views on that. I'm good. You know what I mean? Where I think it... I likewise, think, likewise. Yeah. I like, we got, I got some... Inter- yeah, no, it's all good. I got some interesting... That's Marianne, as a matter of fact. Oh, word? Shut up. What's good? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> but um, like I said, I'm going to call you back probably in a little while so I can talk to you about this shit real quick. But uh, I appreciate it once again, man, and um, appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, man, no doubt. Anytime, man, good luck with the show. Hope it all work out, man, for real. All right, man. Peace, peace. Yeah, yeah. All right. And shout out to Quas with his uh, breakdowns on some things. Dope person. Um, dope. He's going to be more involved in the show. You know, I'm definitely going to have him uh, call in or vice versa and share his um, understanding on things because his dope perspective. Um, and before we break... I'm going to try to reach out to two more people. You know what I mean? The show's probably approaching like a 40 minutes to an hour right now, and I don't want to go too long. But if I could squeeze one or two more, um, you know, calls in, I'm going to do that. But uh, shout out to Mike, too. He's about to have his son. I mean, his daughter, I think. Yeah, he's having a girl with, um, with Amanda. And uh, shout out to Mud, who had his uh, son on Thursday evening, I believe. And uh, shout out to him and Rachel. And uh, shout out to Vic with his morning quotes. He always sends me, keeps me upbeat, you know what I mean? And uh, we'll be right back. It's Hasi Haas, the Oakland A. You're supposed to be Bill Cosby when you're a junior and senior in high school. And all of a sudden, you got over it. It's been my understanding that if you drug women and rape them for two years in high school, you probably don't stop. Tassi Hassan, we're back. Um, I'm trying to get these two dudes. I'm waiting for their response. It's Tassi Hassan once again, Oakland A. It's crazy. I'm doing like a social media cleanse, right? I'm not saying I'm removing myself or, or withdrawing from, you know, my... my my um, activity or my participation in, in the platforms just trying to clean it up you know it's, you know you 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 um join all of these apps and all these these platforms you know and it was years back you know I you know I think a lot of artists you know with MySpace you know you joined that because it was a you know you were able to share your music and really personalize your whole plat that platform for 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 your you know for your whatever you wanted to do musically and to share it with the with the public or to to get a deal or so many people got deals off myspace but reverb nation was popular at that time also so i'm going you know i come across reverb nation i come across all these songs i had on reverb nation and it brought me back for a moment it was very nostalgic uh it was amazing and you just got to um hear a perspective from somebody that you know from 2010 because the, the the tracks are dated majority of them are from 2010 and i think two or three of them for, are from 2008 and it was very interesting and and i'm definitely going to share those maybe do a whole episode about that or a brief you know focus some time during the episode about these projects these songs 
Because they're to me they're amazing, and I definitely want to share them with people. And like I said, I came across um, videos from YouTube. One in particular, "Want It All," featuring Desan Striver. Rest in peace, sleep in peace, my homie. Good, good partner in rhyme. Good brother. We were actually good friends. You know what I mean. Um, I knew his family. He passed away a few years back, and uh, I came across the video and I shared that on my my Instagram. I think yesterday. Today is um, September nineteenth for those. So if you if you when you hear this, just know be mindful. It's September nineteenth that. We're actually recording this episode, so I, I shared it yesterday, and uh, no, it's the 18th, pause. I shared it yesterday on the 18th, and got some good reaction from it, You know, a lot of people, you know, praying and, oh, I wish you, you know what I mean, hold hold your head, and, you know, it's weird, and, I, and this is how social media works, because when he passed, I definitely, you know, paid homage on my social media platform. And, you know, I'm not saying it, it got I'm not, you know, you don't share these things for likes all the time. You know, certain things you do share for likes and, and to get um, a certain response from people and to that, that social media engagement, you know, whether, you, you know, pro, like, you know, for instance, I'll be promoting this episode. So you want likes, you want people to engage in that. Or if it's, even if, you know, whatever, you know, my clothing line. But uh, nobody really, you know, gave any, paid any attention to it, you know, because it was a picture. But I guess, you know, people are more visual and uh, they really uh, responded to the visual. It's a dope visual. Shout out to Crucial Flicks. He uh cinematographer for that. He, sh- he did his thing with that. We definitely, you know, did a little paid in full scene capturing that whole idea. And uh, just expressing ourselves and show showcasing who we were or, or as an artist, you know what I mean, and our creative endeavors. So shout out to everybody that was involved in that. Shout out to the people that lend lend their um their help and their creative energy towards that. So I posted that, and uh, it was dope videos. So you know, if you come across my Instagram page, check that out. It's on YouTube. One it all featuring Desan Striver. I mean, one it all. By the song Striver featuring Haas. And so by Crucial Flicks. And uh, like I said, I'm going to try to call this dude real quick. And if he answers, he answers. If he don't, he don't. And we're probably going to wrap this episode up for today. Let's see if he does. Let's see what he says. Yo, Rich, it's Haas. You good? You got some time, real quick? I like I like your perspective on things. I like the whole I need a podcast shit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, and I and I like to connect the dots with uh, creatives and to to allow my platform to be your platform. You know, so I had some topics that I, I definitely see. You know, recently, you know, you were you were talking about. And um, so let me, I'm going to go through a few of them and you just briefly give me an opinion. If you want to, you know, if you really want to um, express yourself in, in more detail, feel free. You know what I mean? All right. And, and, and um, first of all, shout, shout, shout out who you are. Shout out to my man, how throw me on this. This is Rich Brown, a.k.a. Big Brown. Everybody remember how I do, you know? I 
guess we could start with um, the er- the er- Ernie and Burt shit. How do you feel about that whole situation? They doing my man's Ernie and Burt so foul, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, he's all right. So I wrote a little bit on on my uh, on my joint. Yeah. And I was I was being playful, like you know, like yo, listen, they're just bros. Like you know how expensive it is to live on Sesame Street. They just trying to save money with the joint. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, for me, like yo, it's just like yo, I feel like there's too much killing of childhoods nowadays. Like yo, listen, I didn't care. I didn't think about if Ernie and Bert was smashing. Like. I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't think about none of that. And I think now with the realignment that we have going on in the society of like kids being so sexually aware so soon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you have, you know, kids who are coming through um, you know, four or five years old and they're saying they're transgender, they're saying that they're they're this, they're that. I think that it's become up to a point where even kid things aren't even sacred anymore. Like, yo, it's birthday Muppets. Who, who cares if they're gay? Like, who even thinks about that, about their sexual orientation? That's some wicked shit. Yeah, I thought that... Even, I I just see... I've uh, recently seen a comment that I guess Sesame Street, the the whatever the creatives or whatever tweeted out that they were good friends and you know they was they were they were trying to express the idea of two people that are different, you know, being able to be cool as friends. And they're definitely yeah, they're definitely not um gay or whatever or, you know, it's no it's no indication of their sexual preference. So it's definitely interested how they're trying to you know, it's, it's, I think it's like really wicked thinking. Like, you know what I'm saying? For somebody to come up and say that, you know? Yo, they're bros, man. Like, listen, <laughs> as a kid, when you think about it, like, it didn't affect us as kids. Like, yo, Burton Ernie. I mean, keeping it 100, a lot of us honestly thought Burton Ernie were brothers as, as kids. That's what I thought. Oh, they, they, they must be brothers. Yeah. As you get older, you be like, damn, Sesame Street from the heart of New York. Shit. You know how much rent it is to live on Sesame Street? You know, they must be roommates. <laughs> Yo, and, and Bert and Ernie, if you ever think about it, they always had jobs. Like, yeah. Bert would be like running the, the hardware store and yeah. come and mess it up or whatever. In my eyes, being a dope, you know, they smart. Yeah. Hey, Economical. Rent is, yeah, rent is crazy on Sesame Street. So. I think, like I said, I think it was the realignment of the way the country is. It's it's almost terrifying. Like, yo, automatically your kid has to think about what his character is, sexual preferences, instead of just letting that kid be a kid. Like, yeah. What, I, don't, I never thought about what my characters were doing. Yeah, you, you know, know what I'm saying? I, I never did. That's interesting, man. I mean, I mean hopefully... Um I don't know, man. I don't even know how to how to how to continue on with that that whole topic. I just I just felt it was just totally disrespectful. It's like allow let let me um, express these ideas to my child without you doing it. You know what I mean? Like in a sense, uh, yeah. You know what like, I mean? It's too 
much to me out front. Like, when we got older, we started seeing the, the craziness in our favorite cartoons and stuff. When we were older, like, I remember years ago, I was watching Popeye, and I was like, yo, Olive Oil's a little dot. She's messing with Popeye. She's messing with Bruin. Whoever could pay for her meal, she was with it. Yeah. But I was an adult doing that. Yeah. Trying to put this straight out in front. Yeah. And to the point where it's like, is it really just a realignment? Or we or is it really trying to be refigured and clayed up? Like, yo, listen, shh, 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 they're gay. Yeah. Now, it's like, uh, they're trying to, I guess they're trying to um, adapt to the new whole, this this whole social media aspect or, you know what I mean? Whatever. They're trying to relate. They're trying to connect the dots and it's fucking bizarre. And with that said, Bizarre dropped a diss. Did you see that shit? I didn't see it. Is this a diss to, 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 to the boy Joe Biden? He threw some shots at Joe. He threw some shots at uh, Jay Electronica. And I mean, it's uh, listen to it on your, you know, if you want, but it, it's totally. I, I don't want to listen to it. Yeah. Let me tell you, <laughs> yo, last night when my man came in, they said, "Yo, JoJo Pellegrini dropped this." Day. Yeah, horrible. Yo, listen. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's horrible. I'm just saying why. You know, I don't understand why. Exactly. Yeah. Lyrically, it was it, lyrically. Yeah. It was something that I was like, oh, okay. Because he's always been good, though. For the most part, I if listen, if if we still had CDs right now, I would have listened to it. Yeah. Like, oh, man, that's cool. And then tossed that shit. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the point? There was no point. Frisbee. And, and yeah. yeah. There yeah. was no point. And there was no point in him making that join up. Because first off, I mean, I was like, yo, what did you think of it? I said, lyrically, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Realistically, who the hell cares what he thinks on this situation? Yeah, she was... I mean, I think, like, me and you already said it, I'm already tired of M and MGK. I don't really care about their back and forth. I don't want to really see a back and forth with them. Yeah. Unless I can see a back and forth with somebody who's going to, you know give me some punching power and make this shit into like the soap opera it can become yeah. I'm really good with it yeah. and the only person I think right now who could do that would be Button yeah me too I'm definitely and I'm definitely I've definitely been, been, been expressive in saying that um, you know like I think that that's his, that's, his, that's Eminem's greatest challenge you know what I mean like I'm a Button fan I'm nece- I'm not necessarily an Eminem fan like that. Like I understand his uh, his ability, his 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 level. Oh, he's, yeah, he's he, high. He's high. No, 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 no. Don't give me. No, wait, wait. Cause, cause, cause listen, I don't. I, I know you. You follow my dude. Dude just started shooting you from the rooftop. You don't like Eminem? Yeah. What? Like, wait a minute. Calm down. Yeah, I'm not saying he's whack. I'm not saying I, I'm not knocking him. I, I you know, I, I understand his place in hip hop, but. I definitely think, like I said, like I think Joey can give him a run for his money. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Yeah. So here's my here's my joint with M. All right. And I tell a lot of people with M. And, and according, like right now on Facebook, they got me like the number one Eminem hater. And I'm like, yo, yeah, I'm I, not see that. I see and it. I see it. I'm like, yo, listen, <laughs> I'm I am, and this is the crazy thing. I got to tell everybody. 
M is in my top ten. Yeah. M is not in my top five. No. And he's definitely not the GOAT. And here's what I tell everybody musically. A lot of things in music is personal. You have to be able to identify it. So when you really bust out what M does, yeah. M lyrically is a beast. Yeah. But this is what I tell people, like with what MCK said wasn't necessarily wrong. M can take a whole bunch of words and flip those shit and make it something beautiful without even saying anything. Yeah. You'd be like, yo, all of these things sounded dope and it was good. But what the hell was this song about? You know what I'm yeah. saying? It lacks it lacks some substance and some context. Like yeah. that dude can rhyme sounds. Like Yeah, he he's he's amazing with it. You know what I mean? But like you said, you have to be able to find something that relates, you know, and exactly. Not, and I, I don't I know I know three dudes doing life in prison who could do with Eminem. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Like, they're in the yard right now. Yeah. They're dictionary masters. They can take a whole bunch of words. They can rip them up. They can speed them up. And they can do what he do. Yeah. It's not, it's not that it's not that crazy. Now, here's his place in hip-hop. Let me jump back into that one where I feel like him. Nobody had quite seen, and, and we have to be realistic with it, a white MC who could do this. And a lot of people want to stray away from this nowadays, yeah. but I think it's realistic. At the point in time when M came in, there were other white MCs who were good. They just weren't M good. Like, M was like, holy shit, you heard this white boy? Like, yo, he was crazy with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And M made us completely forget that he was a white dude. Exactly. You did. You didn't even care. Like, what? You cared. And this is where, like, some of his... um. Charisma and everything came on. Back on the, the things that you can relate to, if you remember M's first like two albums, M was talking about you know his come up, how it was hard, getting jumped in school, getting bullied, um, you know, drug addict moms. So on a hundred percent, cool, I get that. Yeah, but I can relate with whole better than I can relate with M. That's a fact. So there's never going to be a day where I'm going to say M is better than Hope. And everybody could throw up Renegade all they want. But when I relate to my life yeah. with music and what it does for me, Hope is always going to top M because I can't relate all my life to M. No. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great indication of that, what you're saying, because how, whether you feel 4-4, what it was four 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 was was dope or not? It definitely I can relate to that. You know what I mean more than I can relate to Kamikaze or Revival or whatever that homie. Because he, I mean, to me, his music hasn't evolved. You know what I mean? It, it, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah his his level of you know he can put the words together. It's amazing. But yeah, it's like it's no it's no type of um you know it's dated you know like the music is dated like you know so I'm I'm glad you said that because you know what I thought about the last three M albums yeah the same thing I thought about that JoJo Pella 3D did oh this is great but if I had a CD I'd fly that shit like, <laughs> yo 
Yeah. Be like, oh man, this is dope. This is good. This is good. And then I tossed that shit because I never want to hear it again. Yeah. And I think that was what uh, you hit it right on the head with it being dated. There's a lot of things that you just don't want to hear. Yeah. Like, you are not going crazy. Even with that Kamikaze joint. Yeah. You are not going crazy to hear another M album. It's, it just doesn't. It doesn't like M dropping a surprise album to me. I still waited a day or two to listen to it. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I, to, to be honest, I didn't even listen to it. You know what I mean? And that's, and it's not like people would say, oh, well, how can you judge it if you haven't listened to it? My point is that it's not engaging me. Like, you know what I mean? It's nothing there that makes me go say, oh, I want to listen to an Eminem album. It's not, it's not a vibe. I can't drive to it. You know what I mean? If I'm, if I say, if, say if I'm traveling somewhere, like two, three hours, maybe, you know what I mean? I could be like, yo, all right, let me, let me just listen to it. Cause I, I got three hours to, to kill. You know what I mean? You would only do that honestly if you was doing your homework about it. Like, all right, let me play this so I could, you know, study it. Yeah. But it would never be something like, you know, the, like you said, the anticipation factor. Like, like listen, still being in, in New York, I remember when Jay was about to drop 444 and I was in the train station and I was like, that's fucking 444. Like, I'm like, what is this? Yeah, where, where is he going to go? Right? Yeah, and then I found out about it. And I'm going to keep it real. When I initially heard 444, I didn't quite know what to think of it. Like, yeah. there were certain things where I was like, well, Jay's not even rhyming on this song. He's just talking. Yeah. And then it took me like a week to really digest that album and realize how much Jay had evolved yeah. and how much musically, how dope this album was. Yeah, that shit was amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like... That album was seriously not an album. I don't. I think Jay made that album and said, "Yo, I give a fuck what critics are gonna say." Even though it did get nominated and all that, I really think that Jay took that album and gave it to his people. Yeah. Yo, check this out. This is what y'all really need to be hearing. Yeah. And it like it took me a week to digest it. Like I kept listening to it because people were like, "Yo, what's that?" I was like, "Man, I." Don't, I don't know what to think about it. You know? I was like, "Yeah, it's like Damn. it's Yo. like one of those like say if I, I read a dope book, right? And I know that Rich Rich will appreciate this book, right? And I was like, "Yo, Rich, read this book, yo. I think you'll like this book." That's how I felt about that album. Like it's something like that. Like you know what I mean? It's not like you said. It's not for everybody. Or but at the same time, it's like one of those things that you pass on. Like, damn, I'm going to buy this book for, for my homie because I know he'll like this book. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I got from it. It, it, it was very informative. And it, 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 did its, it did its job to me. You that, know what I mean? That album to me was... You had certain Jay albums where you would naturally tell people, you're listening to this song, listen to this song, where things became personal to you. Yeah. And then you'd be like... With that album, like, Cats would be like, yo, what's your favorite song? Yeah. And I was like, yo, you just gotta listen to the whole album. <laughs> like, I was, I, I, yo, I would tell him, and I was like, yo, because he gave you everything on that album. Yeah. He gave you, you know, like, Kill Jay-Z is one of my favorite songs, and people were like, yo, why you like that one? And I said, if you really think about the complex thought process that he put into it, of saying, of about killing a persona of himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta really think about that. Like, the album, 
the album is in a whole, not just an apology to his wife. It's about growth. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's about, and, yeah, my bad. Yeah. But it, it is like, yo, yo, he said a line in there that was crazy to me. And and people just took it as the Russell Wilson just like with me having a son now. But he said, he's like, you, you don't know what you would have done in the future other niggas playing football with your son. And I was just like, oh, shit, is he talking to me? <laughs> 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 yo, Smile, he, he, you know, he went yeah, in. With yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, incredible, like, how he put all of that in his, what, what was that, his, like, 11th studio album? Yeah. Or something like that. And he did it without having a, he didn't go in there, he didn't go, like, besides the sneak disses, which Jay does anyway. Yeah. He didn't go in there and diss a whole bunch of newcomers. He didn't go in there and have a million features. He went in there and he delivered a project that, he, that to me, in my mind, he definitely just gave to his people. Yeah. I mean, he definitely and he definitely bigged up a few of the newcomers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like, Tupac had a nose ring, too. Like, come on. Like, you know what I mean? Like It's, a, it's evolvement. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's why a lot of people who really rock with M really like this album. Oh, man, he's shutting down all of the little ones and da 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 And again, this is where me and the people who love them, and I'm, I'm telling you, they got me on a stick with, like, yo, they probably waiting outside the crib. Like, yo, how could you not like them? I'm like, yo, he's in my top 10, chill. Yeah. They killing <laughs> you on that last post. I think one of them Eminem posts, they, they still comment, commenting on that shit. <laughs> yo, they all bugs, man. Like, and, I, and all I'm doing is giving them real. I'm like, yo, I don't hate him. I feel like I can take this shit. Yeah. But, yo, it's serious. Like, I was like, yo, they have a problem with the fact of where, and M, and M obviously stands with them. I don't feel like with the involvement of hip-hop, we need to bash these kids. Nah. These newcomer MCs. All right, let's keep it 100. Lyrically, they are not what our generation did at all. But what I tell them is, you can't have that definition on them if you don't hear nothing that they do. Yeah. Like, yo, some of these little, like, like I had a post and I kept arresting, yo, some of these little assholes can really rap. What the problem is, is what's selling is that mumble rap is this and that and this and that. And there's some of these dudes who, like, we used to call it, you listen to their B-side, you yeah. know what I'm saying? The shit that ain't getting put out there. You'll be like, yo, who is that? And you'll be like, that's him? Stop yeah. playing. This dude can rap. Why doesn't he rap more like that? You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. So, you know, M is going to be engraved in history for forever, without a doubt. 
You know what I'm saying? Is he the GOAT to me personally? No. It's not my GOAT. He's not my GOAT at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, is he in my top 10 of all time? I, I put him in my top 10. Definitely not my top 5. Top 10, yeah. And and I swear, some days he's getting more and more knocked out of my top 10. Yeah. But as of right now, you know, so nobody throws a harpoon through my window, he's in my top 10. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Like, he's, to be real, he's not in my top 10. But, you know, I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to offend nobody that's an Eminem fan or so, you know, prided on him. Because like you said, it's like how he's he's slowly being removed from your top 10, Rich. Like he's, it's so many other artists that I can put before him. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it don't got nothing to do with the lyrics, the, you know, that lyricism shit. Like, it's just, I can, I can, I, like... Like Raekwon, Ghostface, Scarface. You could put Cube. You could put um, Redman. It's so many art. Jadakiss, um, Most Deaf. You know what I'm saying? Like I could keep going. But um, and that and that and that notes before we wrap this wrap it up. What's your top five? My top five. Um, my top five is complicated. All, All right? right, so I'm gonna throw people in right quick. My top five. Because I'm going to tell you all back, number one, Pac is my number one. Shout out to that. But, but I, made a, I, I made a post the other day, and I was like, listen, though Pac is my number one, I know Pac was not the lyrically best MC. No. But Pac had such a command over, like, emotion. And it's like, yo, Pac, for me, like, yo, listen, growing up as a Pac fan, Yo, Pac, Pac would literally say something, and I would be that dumbass kid that'd be like, yo, whatever Pac want to do, I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in New York and, and Pac being like, motherfucker, New York. And I was like, yeah, wait a minute, hold on. I can't say that. I can't say that, Pac. Come on. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? But, but Pac embraced some of the, and again, it's relatability. Yeah. The way my fam grew up, my mother was a Black Panther, too. So oh. it was like all of that revolutionary stuff. This and the things that he was going through, I related to. And Pac, more than any other, more than any other MC I've ever heard of, like I felt him in my in my soul. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Like so, Pac is always going to be my number one. It's going to be really hard to knock that brother off and mm-hmm. ever for me. All right. Number two, you know, big. Big was like, lyrically, it's hard to really put people above Big. The only, and, and I'm going to tell you something too, and people like everybody out there in the world who's listening to this, Big is only slipping for me out of my top five because of his amount of work. Yeah. Yo, imagine if Big had like six albums. It, it'd be a Big, rap. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a rap. Big right. only has those two albums. He got the Junior Mafia album. So with that little bit of work, even though his work is timeless, when you have people who Alright, so this is why I have to circumvent that. Boom. Big is my number three, actually. Alright. Jay is my number two now. Because he got more work. Because he has this more work. Yeah. Like he overtook he overtook Big with mm. that. You know what I'm saying? Number four for me is Escobar. Ooh. Like, you cannot... I 
kiss nobody says like 96 96 97 um it was escobar it was season yeah it was written with my lifestyle mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it was written with my lifestyle like a lot of people ask me why i would say it was written and not um illmatic i felt like it was written to me spoke to me a little better than illmatic illmatic is the classic i feel like it was written was the proof that there really doesn't have to be a sophomore jinx. Yeah, he broke that like, shit. Yo, it was written with something that, listen, I, yo, the whole firm was together on it. You know, Nas is the man, Nisa is the woman. Shout out to my mom. My mother's name is Nisa. Oh, so it was like, you know what I'm saying? It was like, boom. Like, and even now, even when people could say a Wax Nas album is probably better than still a lot of other people's albums. Yeah, you can definitely say that. And I only feel like Nas has had Wax albums, albums, never verses, when he tried to put too many people on his his shit. Yeah. Like, when he had an oversaturated album, it was just like, I didn't want to hear like 20 people on this shit. Yeah, I agree. When he really... When he really just did albums himself, he was, that was his joint. Number five, to roll out my, my top five, it's a little bit of a split, only to just roll back to the originals, and it's literally Rock Him and, and Scarface together. Ooh, I like that. Scarface is in my top five, so I definitely yeah. feel you, bro. Scarface is somebody who I feel like, like, everybody like, like, Scarface, you know. If nobody had that Mr. Scarface album, they'll never find it. They, his, his, his voice, bro. His voice, his, his yo, his command of yeah. things, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like from the Ghetto Boys, just Mr. Scarface, to even um, later on when he did, like, My Block. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Scarface literally, when at a point in time where we weren't really concerned, there was a point in time in hip-hop where we weren't consumed with geographically where people were from. Yeah. And you you knew the ghetto boys were from Texas, but you didn't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I don't care where they're from. They dope. They dope. You know what I'm saying? And being a Texas lyricist is, even now when you say it, like, yo, these dudes from Texas, how lyrical can he be? Yeah. Talking about early 80s Scarface was out there you know making the world go around and you know the God Rock him yeah. you know you, you can't I think it's hard pressed to be in New York hip hop and not recommend not um recognize yeah the impact of Rock him you know I like agree Rock him Rock him is just somebody who I I wish he didn't take so many breaks me too. Because even, even when he was really, really flowing, you could always be like, damn, Rakim's going to drop a, drop a crazy joint. You know what I'm saying? And I think the last solid project he did, I'm not quite sure if he dropped one after, was the 18th letter. Yeah. And that, that might have been in, what, like 98 or something? 98, yeah, around that time. But it was a solid project. Like, oh, snap. Like, all right, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, I don't think you could really do hip hop unless you got rock him in your history. Yeah, you have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, got to. You have to. I I respect that, man. I I appreciate you um, providing me your insight on things and. You too. All right, Rich. And I, and and when I when I when I cook it up, I'm gonna send you the link so you can you know you can listen to it and you can share it with your network. All right? I I really appreciate your perspective on things. All right? and keep dropping those. I need a podcast quotes on 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 Facebook. All right. <laughs> always, always. Thank you for looking out, man. Always, one hundred, brother. One. Peace. Shout out to Rich Brown. It's how she hides. We'll be right back. On the real. Hey, stop texting me. Don't call me with all that old weird. Hey, bros, hey, facts. It's big facts, bro. I'm facts. I'm in L.A. Let's link up. Facts. No, my nigga. Pause. I don't care how much they paid you. And we're back. It's Hasi Haas. Um, I'm going to get D-Mills on the line right now. So hold tight. And, you know, I guess being that we, we, we didn't or I didn't present an episode or for you guys, I guess this is a good episode. To, you know, it's a long episode, but um, very informative. I'm digging it. So hold tight. Let me pull D-Mills back. Oh, I got his number. I'm tripping. Joe? D, you hear me? Yeah. All right, it's better. Way, way, way better. Um, And I got you. I'm recording it right now. Um, What's good, man? How you been, man? Nah, I've been good, bro. Uh, just adjusting. Not as bad now, though. Hey, um, D Mills was a former guest on the show. Definitely dope artist. Uh, skate, rollerblader, right? I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dope artist. Also, he's dropping a new project, so I wanted to touch base with him briefly on what's going on, and um, and definitely just get his perspective on a few things. So, uh, what's good? What, you you recently relocated, also, right? Yeah, I'm in Michigan now. All right, yeah. I, I, like November. Yeah, I, I just, re, two months in, I'm just moved to Cali. So, oh, for real? Yeah. So, it's, uh, we both on some, you know, transition, getting adjusted and shit. But, um, like I said, what's, what's, what's the new album titled? Or if you want to drop that, or if you want to hold that, I understand. Uh, but, yeah, that's cool. Um, I, it's going to be called The Legend of Flo Miyagi. Ooh. Uh, yeah, subtitled, What the World Fears Most. Yeah. So, um, uh, basically the concept, like, flow kind of just been like a little alter ego of mine when I'm just on, like, some, just a different, more of like a vibe, more so than like, oh, I got to kill him with lyrics, or I got to kill him with, this. it's more of a feel, it's yeah. more of a vibe, so like, when I'm flowing, you'll know, kind of that type of thing, so, um, I will say, since moving out here, I've been less influenced by, like, the homies, I guess you could say, yeah. or like, just, the people around me has kind of forced me to be like very to myself, which is a, it's a big switch for me. Like, uh, normally I'm kind of all over the place. You know, I'm more social yeah. and just being back home. I shit, I know what's up yeah. out here. It's a little different. And with my focus being moving because of my, my family and my daughter and everything like that, I think it's forced to like a certain type of growth. Like at first it was not comfortable though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's fine. I was just saying, uh, it was kind of a big decision to make, uh, seeing that my son's with his mom's from Georgia, but uh, they had moved about three and a half hours away, which is already like a 
a whole ordeal for me. So it was kind of better to just take care of the immediate situation at my hands, you know, uh, and do what was more comfortable since we have more family and shit out here. Dope. So that's kind of been good, though. It's kind of forced me to just rethink everything, actually, even the whole process of music and just my whole process. I, I would say this is the first time I really made a project with like very, very, very minimal writing first. Like, oh, I, I, yeah, like I used to everything on paper. I used to just be so have to get it right, so meticulous about the cadences and making sure shit shit fit. But uh, my boy was my boy Junie. He was like making like bro three, four songs a day, and like the shit wasn't even sounding like some like bullshit. And he was just like, really, sometimes with the writing, because we're such perfectionists, you overthink it, or you'll, it'll sound good in the moment that you go to record, and you might not have that same, like, feeling in your gut, so it may not, like, project the same way or whatnot, so, now it's kind of the same process, it's not like I'm sitting in there and, like, spitting 16 bars straight, and I'm just like, you know, but I kind of get now with Wayne and like Jay Z is talking about in their certain processes where they you know don't write. It's because you can kind of it's the same process. It's just eliminating putting it on paper first. You can hear it right away. Yeah. You know if it sounds good or if it if it fits a certain vibe right away. Sometimes I actually I'm country. I'll slur certain things and it might flow better than had I like written it first. And then you can always just erase it if you don't like it. Yeah. So. Um, I feel like that's been the biggest part of it keeps the new it, process. It keeps it in the moment, almost. Would you yeah, say? Yeah, exactly. I feel like you can almost hear it. Yeah. Because like you be excited sometimes. You come up with something and you say it in such a way, you're like, oh, shit, I just, I kind of killed that, you know? <laughs> uh, for real, like... Tattoo with a suntan Host spaceships have moon roof No gravity in your hand Weightless love in a sunroof They say heaven is upstairs But it's much harder to run to Sleeping bags and kitchen chairs No sin for us for the monsters <laughs> For real, so I felt like kind of being by myself and not, I really don't, I haven't really listened to a whole, whole, whole bunch of like music that's come out. Like I listened to Travis Scott. I listened to like Miguel's album. I listened to J. Cole's. Uh, like that's kind of like, I mean, there's been a couple others obviously, but like I don't really listen to a whole lot of other stuff because I haven't really wanted to get too influenced by like other shit yet. I dig it. I dig it. You know what I mean? So, all right, it's Flo Miyagi. It's definitely a play on um, uh, Mr. Miyagi, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, basically, that came from just, well, it was actually, I was, like, listening to some beats and shit outside of Best Buy one morning. Uh, I just didn't want to be, like, chief right in front of my house. Mm -hmm. I was kind of in the parking lot, just blowing one. And, um... I kind of felt real zenful, like, just real, like, at peace and real, you know, you could, as an adult, you know, like, when you're taking care of certain shit, your family or, like, 
bills. You might take care of errands earlier. You kind of feeling like, yeah, at peace. Yeah. And so just kind of focusing on myself and like the shit immediately around me, I kind of started feeling like Zen level was like supreme. And now just like my writing just started going crazy. Like I wasn't really like thinking about it. It was just coming off very just natural. So then I was like, oh. You know, that 10,000 hours concept is as far as becoming a master of your craft and everything. So I decided I was on, like, the fucking snatching a, a fly with a chopstick. Like, oh, Mr. Miyagi. I get it. I get it now. All right. So then this became Slow Miyagi. And then it's, I, when people read it, you know, because I, I spell it funnier when they see it. Or he, I want them to be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then, and then as even more so when there's a legend about it, like, what this, this, I want to almost think it's like some kind of comic book. Yeah. So that's kind of been the the focus and the creative process. Yeah. Which I've taken a whole different kind of approach to that. Uh, I got new studio equipment. I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you just got to go for it. Uh, and then studying, like really, really, really studying the, the craft of like mixing and understanding. It's like, I think I used to look for a formula, like uh, like oh there you go there it is yeah. there's that sweet but that shit doesn't really exist. It's just it's more like painting. I realize more like painting. You just layer it up and like blend and just fucking until it all just makes sense. You know what I mean? That's dope. You'll know. Yeah. You'll know, when, and I think you will hear it too. You'll be like, damn, learning ways to make things more co- more cohesive and like. Blend and learning the importance of like layering stuff and compressing things. I don't know, just a lot of little tricks that I'm actually taking the time to try to learn now. Yeah. What? But I, I think. What are you saying? No, my bad. No, let's finish your thought. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you fine. I I think people will be able to kind of hear what I mean more so than like immediately know. Yeah. When they hear it compared to other things. I I mean like like the snippets that you've been letting me hear. I can hear it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I can hear that you're really um, in a pocket, like in a real, real, real comfortable zone. Not comfortable like, yo, it's everything's gravy, but like comfortable with your, with your craft. And, I, and, and, it's, it is. and, it's, and it's, it's a different zone from your, the music that I, I know that you did before. You know what I'm saying? So I'm digging it, man. I, I I really enjoy it, and I'm really eager to hear this new this new shit. Like, but are you um how many songs you going for, uh, or, or you know stuff like that? Man, so this funny. This album has changed probably like four different times. I I probably recorded enough to for this to be like forty songs long. But I'm trying to damn. I feel you. Narrow it to like eleven. That's nice. Well, maybe. Yeah, that's nice. So I, I've just been re-recording stuff for like tight. Now that I'm learning other tricks, I'm going back on other songs and understand not not everything necessarily has to fit a particular project. You can save stuff for later or just. I, I mean, I have a lot of projects actually. Yeah. To be a really, really, really real, but this is just like my main focus right here. It's All like right. finishing up that album. All right, I could dig it. I remember recently you spoke to me about like um. Your new, um, and I guess you, you you basically shed light on it, but talk a little deeper about your new creative detail to like, because remember I told you, I was like, I hear shit in one ear, and it's like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like, talk about your new detail f- that you're providing for your uh, your fans and your listeners. Well, I, I kind of wanted it to be, I don't know, I 
a more in-depth experience for like the intimate listener. So like opposed to like you might see a video on Instagram, but like if you might really want to watch this, you might go to the YouTube, watch it in HD and really like really study it. So there are certain, like I'll, for example, when I listen to Travis Scott, I'd be like, damn, like what's making this shit so like, captivating you know what i mean sometimes certain artists you hear their shit kendrick shit you hear you like bro this is like the whole environment yeah and it's just because space has so much more room in it sonically than i like originally realized and so i tried to make the the intimate listener like rewarded so like i guess like a little east little snip i have parts for example in the environment where I might have doors opening on either side. But while I'm making, I'm adjusting the height where the latch can clink in comparison to your ear, where it's like slightly above your ear because I want the hinge to sound like it's up top. And I I have like certain, I like walked with my phone next to my feet, like from the garage to like the rocks and the grass and shit. And then like imported that, but then tried to directionally make it like, underneath me and like somewhat behind you know paying attention to the details to like what makes your literal brain interpret distance or depth or whatnot and then kind of playing into that yeah. and then realizing you've got two ears so in a car where sound might kind of fill the car if you've got a good pair of headphones even not a good pair of headphones Headphones where it can just split the sound in your head. There's things you might hear on your left side or your right side. Almost like the, your conscience, you know? Damn, that shit is deep as fuck, yo. <laughs> yo, that's some crazy shit right there. It's like it's like natural sound, the use of natural sounds. Man, you'd be surprised how much space is actually in inner yeah. space. Like, like... There's already talk about sitting on top of the beat and underneath the beat, but like you can really sit inside of it, yeah. but then like open up like a door for people to like step in and like look all the way in, like once you're in the pocket. Yeah. So once you're in there, you can do what the hell you want. You know, I might take this pocket and like make it a smaller hole, like a peephole, but just for the left ear. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much because I do some different things that I want yeah. people to hear be like, oh. Yeah, but, you, you want to make you it. Know, you might really experiment with the things you can do, make shit travel, you know? Yeah. In front, back. Would you? I don't know. I think it's really interesting. Would you say it's like, it's like watching a movie, like say on your laptop, right? On YouTube. I mean, on Netflix, on your laptop, right? It's, it's, it's enjoyable. But then when you go to like, the IMAX theater is like, oh, shit. Exactly, bro. This, see, you nailed it. This is the first time I ever, like, made an album, but I focused on it sounding more like a movie. Like, I, I realized good songs are, like, going to be good songs, and that's cool, but, like, that anybody can kind of make good songs once they learn the technical aspect. Yeah. But, like, not anybody can be, like, creative. So I figured if you can tell what exactly is going on in something without looking at anything, you did pretty good. But that's just attention to to detail. So if I can walk you from a place into a song, out of a song, 
in between a song and you just feel like you're watching something, good, especially in your headphones, especially when you're just in your zone and you just want to be entertained. I don't really watch TV like that. Like, right. I... Look, I just started watching Everybody Loves Raymond, bro, just to put that shit into perspective. Like, I really don't watch TV. Like. <laughs> That's deep, because that shit been on the air for fucking ever, bro. Longer than I've been a fucking adult. Yeah. That's deep. I don't know. It's kind of interesting it's because I, this is the first approach I ever took to this. Like, after I got the songs down, make it just everything is cinematic like i i spent like like i was mentioning getting sounds for the walking in the grass just for that interlude i spent like probably like four to five hours just like getting sounds and trying to like this was after the song was recorded and done like put shit in there to make shit sound away and like create a i want to create an environment that's really what i want to do is create a setting (laughs) oh i i'm gonna give a little bit away Right. It's going. I want it to be very relative to now. Is more of a location. Here is a location versus here as a time period. If that that makes sense. What's, yeah, a placement. What's that location like? Is it like nature or is it like a fucking like you know like if you could describe that location? If you, I mean, I'm you okay. know. No, I can't. Okay, so originally, the album, I was going to call it Ghetto Cosmos. Yeah. So, Cosmos is in, like, space, obviously. Uh-huh. And Ghetto is, like, the ghetto, because I feel like there's a lot of relation, where we feel, like, alienated. So, we sometimes feel more comfortable in space. So, then, depending on how you spell Ghetto, I like to use the E-A-U-X. Right. Spelling for the O sound sometimes because it is perceived as a little more classy, perhaps. Yeah. But then a Cosmo is a popular drink. Ooh. So, uh, which in the upper class is, you know, commonplace, uh, Cosmo, this and that. So, there's a particular play on, our bartenders will know Cosmo, yeah. vodka, triple set, lime juice, splash of cranberry juice. But a ghetto Cosmo might be vodka, uh, splash of Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you got to put the melon in. Yeah. Sublime for melon. Yeah. So, you know, there's a, maybe there's a ghetto Cosmo somewhere. That's dope. Or maybe there's a ghetto Cosmo somewhere. Or maybe we are. You know, you could take that kind of wherever you wish to take it, but that's going to kind of create the environment for maybe a future, maybe. And this time period is different, but not that different after all. Yeah. That's deep, bro. That's deep. That's some, like, Jetson shit, bro. Like, some, like, it's, um... I don't know, man. I think it's a it's a great way of showcasing creativity. It's a great way of um, really separating yourself from a lot of artists, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'd be surprised when you can get inspired, bro. Like yeah. Star Wars. I've been like video games, like For Honor. 
for example, I made a song called Dojo. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, I need, like, different styles. You can really beast in a lot of styles, especially in hip-hop. Depending on kind of weapon, depending on how you, you know, maybe it's close combat or distance, or maybe you need heavy punches, maybe you just need quick cadences and jabs, you know? But as long as you're training, your headspace, whatever, your dojo, you know, you can really kind of even take that. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. of. Uh, I was very inspired by comic books, Afro Samurai, huge. Afro Samurai was a large part of... Uh, the whole album creative process, even in the creation of Flo Miyagi in itself. Yeah, I noticed that on the um, your, uh, I guess your, the way you present it for like Instagram, like visually and you know what I mean, taking, taking it and, and putting some music underneath the the, the 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 cartoon or whatever in a sense. Yeah, I was very inspired, inspired by anime culture, nerd culture, quote unquote. Yeah, I was very inspired, but I'm not really like gangster, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I dig it. I was inspired by other things and books and elements and there's, I realize a lot of my fan base listening to my kind of music is also the kind of people that plays video games and is into anime and is into, like, lyricism and the unheard perspective and shit. Like, we're all, we praise Lupe because he made us so normal. Yeah. Like, but we are normal-ish. Like, but like, what the fuck is it normal? There's like six, seven, eight billion people or whatever, and like every person that I know, there's only one of them. Yeah. So like, how normal can you even fucking be? So like, fuck that. That's deep, bro. Like, I, I, it's just way too difficult to try to like blend with that many people. I can't even agree with my girl half the time. Yeah. Because we're <laughs> all different. I know her. Yeah, we're all different. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I care to intimately know her. But, and I still can't, you know? So, when people start realizing, like, how comfortable you are with yourself, I think everybody wants to be that. Wants a piece of that. Wants to be able to understand that. If they just think you're different, some people are just uncomfortable with it. And some people support it. But, when you're yourself, comfortably, everybody notices. Yeah. Everybody notices. That energy, that people feed off that. They, you know, that's that's a major uh, the way you, you major way you you can attract a female by just being comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? The first person to judge you is probably the most insecure. Yeah. I know from a fact everything that I anything that I have a flaw wise or that somebody else has, I probably got a couple of them. So like, I'm not even gonna call their shit out because if they call me out on my shit. Well, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. Handsome. Wow, D, D, this shit is dope, man. I appreciate this insight. And um, when when would you be dropping it? If you know. So I'm probably like a week or two away from like finishing all my mixes. I haven't really put anything into mastering yet, too. So I'm pretty excited to do that. But um, I, I'm supposed to be going home in right. a couple weeks. Yeah. And I want to film some promotional things, but I think I'm going to probably drop a, like a single, an official single probably in the next like two weeks. All right. Just to kind of get the ball rolling. All right. I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate this insight. Shout out your, um, your socials and or how you can be reached. And, um, and man, I, I can't wait to hear this shit, bro. This shit is crazy. Hey, I appreciate it. But you got me hyped, man. Uh, but definitely, uh, my Instagram now, it's just I ever changed my Instagram, actually. Uh, it's gonna be called it's Sir Flow, but S Y R F L E A U X. 
Yeah. Uh, SoundCloud, I have some things up there, some current things. I just dropped a random project just because I had a lot of like loose songs that I didn't know what to do with. Um, but on SoundCloud, it's B Mills Music. It's all together, but music is just spelled with a Q. B M I L L Z M U S I Q. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm kind of easy to find. All right, man. I appreciate that. Once again, it's D Mills. And when I chop this up and cook it up, I'm going to definitely share the link so uh, you can share with your, your network. And, um, and we, you know what I mean? Until next time, I'm definitely going to want to reroute another interview when you drop the project so we can do like a a listening experience almost. You know what I mean? And really uh, break some songs down or, 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 because we're talking about this shit now. Like, but when you, actually release the song you could really be like see that that's what i was talking about you know what i mean or that you know what i mean yeah. so. i really can't wait to do that but i don't you know i don't want to spill too much because i'm i've been working so long on it i'm like it'll be a bummer to ruin it now but i yeah definitely uh, um, i really appreciate you let me do this bro no nah, i appreciate you we all we all you know i I love I love the creative world and I love um this, these this type of shit man. So you helping me out and I'm helping you out and not saying helping but you know we all working together, bro. You know. Yeah, we supporting each other. We supposed to do. Exactly, bro. Stay up, bro. Man, you too, bro. One hundred peace. Yep. No, I'm good. No, I'm, no, I'm looking straight down, straight. My second one today. Yeah, in my prime, so I'm primal, I smell they fear Got the glow in my soul like an L.A. gear and tell them you all be where I caught the buzz You might catch a fade like a barber chair Levitate and go plant at an ape in here So much reference to space, you can skate in there Another bowl in my vertical, crazy, yeah I'm like Urkel when he turn his death on if I blaze the L And uh, I guess that's our show And I'm sorry that it, it went longer than I expected But um... I think the the, the, the the interviews with Quas, uh Rich Brown and D Mills, Flo Miyagi really, really, really um brought this episode, you know what I mean, to, to, to the point where it where it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? It's Hot Seat Haas once again. Stay tuned. I can be reached on Instagram at H A H S O N underscore. You can still follow the creative content podcast page on IG. Um, shout out to our sponsors Leopold Jacobs 1983 And um, like I said Hit the website Shop Leopold LeopoldJacobs1983.com And uh, stay tuned for our next episode It's Hot C. High It's the Oakland Peace Note that I'm eating rapping like this Immaculate napkin Stacked in a power packaging it Got hazardous spit Reptile flow like a pathogen Like maybe slip in the silly gag Cause I keep laughing It'll be hell of a blast If I spit this flame here on accident Like taking a mask Shit after eating a bag Of hot Cheetos and a laxative And I'm telling them laugh a bit That's how I spit when I'm relaxing it Try to remind you I could just relapse again You could be building seven collapse And nobody see you Cause we weren't shooting With a newscaster cast of that Look, I play Jason I need a cast for that Y'all already broke, ain't need to ask for that Yo, tell your homegirl, she ain't got to ask for that Outfit that she asked for, but I grabbed the bag real quick I'm aggro crack, these niggas bagging nicks I'm wildin' out and these niggas having fits, yeah I just keep on dropping this classic shit Since I ain't passed the baton, I tell them to pass the fifth So it's day three, Bill Cosby is behind bars he, now, you know he has to spend at least three of the years. Right. At least three. 
to 10. They won't consider any letting out before three years. As well, they shouldn't. You're drugging and raping? Like, are you serious? Drugging and raping and lying to us about who you really are? So he's in a brand new prison though, so you should feel proud about that. Oh, look at the lawn is beautiful. It's very clean in there. There's his, there's his particular cell. All right, this is in Pennsylvania. He's got a single cell. Look, he, the toilet and the sink attached. There's that hard bed. And he can write a book on that hard stool uh, in his room. But when he socializes, he has to come right out. If you notice his neighbors, everyone else is uh, general population. So when you rape and you're in general population, they say, you get back what you gave out. Like in, in, in jail, man, they don't like child molesters and they don't like the rapists.